Well, that was freaky. I felt like I was drowning and dying at the same time. Sweetie, they said you had a panic attack. Yeah, and I had to pay $500 of my single-person salary to find that out. What's wrong? Take a good look at my face, because at my funeral, there'll only be half of it. I'll be dead, and my cat will be happy, and Charlotte will be picking up men at the next gravesite over. Breathe, sweetie, breathe, breathe. All right. All right. Hi, guys. Season two, episode five. Welcome. Episode five. What is this so called, Sarah? Okay. So this is, I think, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I wrote it down wrong, but four women in a funeral. Which Correct. is that? Is that a pun on a on a movie or like a? Yeah, yeah. Four weddings and a funeral. I think is the pun. Okay, so they. Um, yeah. They they tried. They tried in like their Sex and City fashion, and it's funny because like in this episode, the funeral is only one part of it, but yeah. the larger themes of like I mean, this is a very philosophical episode with like death, rebirth. We have some like Christ like imagery. We have um, graveyards. So they, <laughs> they they really tried it in this episode. Um, but okay, so what are your initial thoughts? Well, my initial thoughts is that I actually have my rating already for the episode. Because do we share it? Do I not share it? Do we wait to the end? You know Let's what? Let's wait to the end. Let's wait to the end. I don't have <laughs> I don't have a rating and I think I'm going to discover it along the way once we talk about it cuz maybe I I okay, while I was watching this, I kept thinking to myself, why have we been telling people to look forward to season two? This was definitely a okay episode, but it didn't wrap me oh, in. Oh, really? Did you like I, it? Okay. No, I. it's totally definitely another like rando episode where it's like characters are introduced that you're not going to see again and yada, yada, yada. But there was the writing like there. I have four Samantha Zingers. Like I burst out laughing multiple times. And, <laughs> yes. Like, I'm like away at an Airbnb with some friends right now. And so like I was listening in the living room and like with my headphones and I was just like laughing to myself because it's so funny. We so, haven't had an episode like that in a bit where were you like, it's a really, really laugh out loud. So <laughs> I can't, I'm really intrigued by what zingers you found. I only have one. So, okay, let me do the plot first. We'll yes, get people caught up summary. with the episode like and it. then mm-hmm. I want to hear the zingers because I need some laugh. <laughs> you know what? Cece, my dog was also like barking at a balloon while I was watching this. So I was like throwing toys at her, like <laughs> coaxing her with treats. It was like the episode with the bad dog a couple um, episodes ago in Sex City. Okay, mm-hmm. so season two, episode five, four women at a funeral. The overall theme that I mentioned is this like rebirth, this resuscitation of life. Um, the girls explore this in different ways. Sam, um, well, the girls start off by all meeting the three girls, Charlotte, Sam, and Carrie meet at a funeral of this like fashion designer. It inspires Sam to like do more for his Javier house charity. And in doing so, she makes a major social faux pas and it kind of screws her over the rest of the episode. She hits on a married woman's husband while soliciting while soliciting donations. And she's like socially shunned Scarlet Letter blacklisted blacklisted yeah she went she goes from a-list to blacklist um eventually while she's like putting in the work they make her like you know um at the end of the episode 
shoveling and like actually doing like hard labor and then leonardo dicaprio like saves her like you know she's like christ or so actually i don't know any of like the christian okay imagery. that was i'm sorry i need to hop in here because i was like writing my, my notes down per use of the episode and then i was like what on earth is happening right now <laughs> why is why is there like a silhouetted first off was this Leo like DiCaprio? post titanic or something in which or is this like post what's eating gilbert grape like what, what? Like, it's actually wait. brilliant and i'm pretty sure it's post titanic <laughs> you imagine and yeah. the reason why i think it's post titanic aside from like chronologically which i know but the main indicator is that they didn't have leo in the episode because pre-titanic they would <laughs> post-titanic no. yeah what's eating gilbert great leo he was gonna be on that show his agent would have been like get on that show titanic he was already skyrocketing to like heartthrob fame um Wait, that's amazing. And I'm not really like, sure why he saved Samantha. Like, I know because it's just like being friends with a celebrity. Because, and it's also like it was so not him. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio had like, very like, like golden his hair. hair yeah. yeah. And it made him look like, like Justin Thoreau or big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they brought Justin Thoreau back in for like a third thing. Um, so, Leonardo, the shadow of him, saves Samantha. You can see her looking up at him like he's like Christ and she's being saved. And they have holy music and she's now welcomed back into like her social standing. No um, longer a PR pariah. <laughs> That's beautiful. PR pariah. Um, so, Miranda in this episode, it's such a great. Miranda plot point, not necessarily a story, but Miranda buys her own apartment. And I have never been more envious of like a fictional character being able to just like afford your Love own it. apartment in New York City. <laughs> it's so hard to do now. But and then while she's um, setting up her apartment, she starts to choke. She's alone. This whole episode, the fact that she's single and buying apartment is being thrown into her face. She has to save her. <laughs> she has to save herself, and she has to come to terms with like being on her own and being her own savior. It's just you. Yep, just me. Such a big apartment to buy for just you. I have a lot of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the boyfriend will move in. No, no boyfriend. Just me. Um, Carrie in this episode, after being at the funeral, is inspired to resuscitate. I'm going to keep saying this. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Resuscitate. Um, resuscitate yeah. an old yeah. flame, Mr. Big. So Mr. Big is back in the picture. And surprise, surprise. Surprise, Here surprise. Go. Here we go, guys. Buckle up. <laughs> and Carrie, they go out to dinner. They flirt. They have drinks. They end up bowling and... They're back in the game. The, that relationship has rebirthed. I'm going to keep hammering <laughs> the theme in just like the writers do. And then Charlotte's is is interesting. Her and yes. she, she in this episode in the beginning when they're at that Javier's funeral, her hat blows away. She meets this guy who um, whose wife died. And she's very enthralled because he's so vulnerable yeah. and emotional. And they go out on dates. They have great sex. And then she <laughs> finds out that he's been, like, doing this, like, using his dead wife as, like, like bait for women. And she, you know, at the end is like, fuck this. I don't care. Charlotte realized she wasn't the only woman resuscitating Ned. <laughs> Charlotte's relationship died right where it started. She was prepared to live in the shadow of a dead woman. 
she wasn't prepared to live in the shadow of three live ones. So that's, that's kind of the episode. <laughs> that's I it. have many thoughts. Okay. I don't really know where to start. I think I'm going to start with the how I like feel like I've totally I'm totally like Charlotte in this scenario being like yeah he's been through a lot like he's more sensitive like you know he's experienced like real shit and like real pain and like I I totally have seen myself be like that but more specifically (laughs) I have a story in which I was at a (laughs) yes I probably told you this story okay what is it I was at a dive bar and um in san francisco and i got really drunk like it was during the week and like i like like at the time i wasn't getting drunk so like but like something happened i think it was just like a stressful end of the year or whatever and i just like got really drunk on a wednesday nice. and i remember <laughs> i remember at the dive bar like talking to this guy who like worked nearby like his office was nearby probably like a tech guy and you know i'm 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 standing <laughs> we're standing we're like i'm hearing about his divorce and how he got married young and like we're really like connecting you know yeah <laughs> and he's telling me about it i'm asking questions and like i'm trying to be there for him and <laughs> <laughs> okay he's he's looking into my eyes and i am looking deep into his eyes and then he ever so gently is you can tell he's about to ask me a question and I'm like okay he's gonna ask for my number (laughs) (laughs) and so then he looks at me his like just like kind of very seriously in the eyes and he says do you want to do coke in the bathroom with me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> like, thanks, but no. <laughs> I love how you're just like connecting and like feeling it. And then, oh my God, that is absolutely amazing. Um, I was feeling like I was like this, like really like, I was like this character in a romantic. Like, on my own sword. Like I'm here for this man. He wants to just do freaking coke in the bathroom. <laughs> I just love, like, I whenever I hear stuff like this, I think of it as being, like, a skit and, like, an SNL thing. And I can just imagine, like, you reading it one way and, like, really connecting. Because <laughs> you love um, when men are vulnerable. Oh, that's my God, a, I do. That's something about Maybe. you that I've known for a long time. You love you when a man. like a predator. <laughs> like a PE teacher. Like, trying to, like, freaking take advantage. You of love that. when men are vulnerable. <laughs> you no, You've always said like troubled they trying to take advantage of like troubled children. <laughs> exactly. Hey, so it's like, you know, I remember you saying like you would never date a guy over like a white guy over 30 who hadn't gone to therapy because they just yeah, are not I forgot in- I said that. And you know what though? I've lived my life like that because if a you know guy- what? I wish I did too. If I was dating a guy <laughs> who white and particularly white men privileged hetero man you have if you have not gone to therapy you are not in touch with any sense of vulnerability i I don't think you can be unless you have like a million sisters and amazing mom i don't know but totally you're not talking about therapy way too much to like like eventually dave started going because it's like all i talk about so like yeah 
but in the beginning I mean, he wasn't. So I mean, I started yeah. therapy and like I think my parents sent me in like seventh. I was like an anxious mess of a kid, like the kid <laughs> who like cried when I got like an A minus. I was like, no, oh no, no I, I was that. No, 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 I was that kid in school who cried a lot. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I just, mm-hmm. I just remember crying a lot and I was yeah. a really anxious, like kid doing my little mm-hmm. obsessions and rituals. Like I had like full blown OCD that was not diagnosed. Yeah. I was like, lining up. And so anyway, so <laughs> therapy to me was like not a big deal, but then you meet men who just like, it's really difficult for men to like open up, be vulnerable. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know, but this, your story just reminded me of being another bad date story. And I feel, I've mentioned this before. He was the guy who said (laughs) he worked in real estate, but he was a doorman. He said he worked in art. He was a glassblower, but he made bongs, like kind of (laughs) threw me for a loop. And these are details I found out afterwards. I do think there's too much vulnerability that can be shared right away. And and the fact that Charlotte was attracted to this man was a little bit of alarming on Charlotte's side. I think she should have set boundaries. So I remember being on this date and then within the first 10 minutes, he was telling me about his sister's suicide and then his mom's suicide. And it was like 10 minutes in where it was like, I, we are not connecting enough for me to (laughs) even know where to start processing this information like, know how to even be there for you i know and it was like six o'clock at a beer garden on a saturday <laughs> before a uh new orleans funk concert and so i was like i don't know how to put this in context of the world and so at that point the vulnerability was off-putting it was very off-putting and <laughs> and it actually repulsed me and to the point where i really didn't want to connect anymore because it was too much so in this episode was charlotte I don't think I would connect with somebody. And this is my question for you. Would you, so, well, actually I have two questions here. One of them is a random stoner thought. And the other one is, would you date a guy (laughs) who just lost his wife? We're talking like Um, four months ago. um, If there was honestly something that I felt, it would be a gut thing. If I felt in my gut that there was something there that I hadn't really felt before with someone else then I would continue to be in the relationship and see how it played out but if it was like just someone who I was like kind of having like a meet and greet type of date with it's like yeah we should do this again sometime like (laughs) (laughs) then like you know I unless I was like really pursued like I wouldn't really bother I know I was wondering when the what the timeline is for people right like because you hear about men losing wives and they i I hear that men get remarried much faster than women yes and it's not weird it's not like where yeah Uh, my mom is actually men she's like oh your dad would be remarried and then my my mom would you know it would be a long time for <laughs> so morbid. <laughs> hey, that's what this episode brings up. <laughs> so, uh, here we go. Right. It's a deep episode. It's a deep folks. episode. This is my my stoner question. Okay, is good. Thoughts? Glad we're not missing this one. Thoughts on graveyards? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan. So were they in Greenwood Cemetery? Like where were? They? Yeah, what <laughs> cemetery would they be taking like black cards to? Maybe the one in Queens. Well, I know they were in the one in Queens in the second funeral situation. Um, I find them weird. Gravestones or graveyards? Just graveyards, gravestones. The whole huh? fact that we have a place in which bodies are buried and people go there. I don't know. I mean. Uh, <laughs> 
As someone who is also anxious and obviously a Miranda, my whole <laughs> my whole life, whenever I've driven, been in a car that's well, no, I haven't done oh, that. Oh. Like where you hold your breath. Oh, like, I but I do rem- I do remember that thing when we were younger. Yeah. Every time we've I've driven past a graveyard <laughs> my like anxious logistic detail oriented brain is like i don't understand how there's enough room if people are dying all the time <laughs> how do they make space how is this working like <laughs> it's a huge problem i think we're running out of space like i i, I don't they started stacking them on top of each other right <sighs> what do they do i think I they think get so. rid of them do they I mean, just i i really don't know I've never been to, I know there are some people who are really into like graveyards and cemeteries and there's like beautiful, there's cool ones where you can go and visit like old. Yeah. I mean, maybe if I lost somebody and they would, uh, would there be there? I don't know. I, 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 whenever as a kid driving by them, a, I would hold my breath because that was some weird superstition. I don't know anyone else, anyone listening, did you hold your breath by a graveyard? (laughs) But I remember we'd go to the movies and there was this graveyard that I'm not kidding would extend like fucking three miles. I'd be like, like, (laughs) and I like would not because I was so superstitious, like must hold my breath for <laughs> I don't know, but you don't see. This is the I think the one time we're going to see a graveyard in um, cemetery. I actually don't know the difference in this show, but um, yeah, that was my random thought. I like bolded it and asked Gilly, like, "What do you think of graveyard?" <laughs> um, so Charlotte's plotline is kind of a dud. The guy ends mm. up, you know, he's been kind of like milking his wife's death, and yeah. he's like he knows that vulnerability is pulling women in. Um, Would you do it though if you were in his position? If I lost like my husband and knew I that, just, oh god, you, the world was your oyster at that point. Like, like the most positive thing you could look forward to was a bunch of people <laughs> feeling bad for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> May, honestly, knowing my like attention seeking personality, probably. <laughs> uh, well, like probably, I would like milk something really bad happening to me, and just like who loves me? Um, yeah, but okay, so. I think well, that's kind I of another, it. Oh, tell me. Well, <laughs> okay, so obviously there were a bunch of Samantha Zingers. There are actually some Carrie Zingers and Miranda Zingers. But <laughs> okay, one what? that I laughed so hard at was when so Miranda buys this apartment. She is like, I think she's just kind of taking a peek before like moving in all of her stuff. She's kind of in the process of moving. And one of the tenants in her building, you know, comes by. She's like this little old lady with pearls. And, you know, she's talking about like asking, you know, about it's like great to have young energy in the building and yada, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. And I, as she's saying that, there's the, this old man, like <laughs> the wife be on, like carrying his groceries down. So it's, it's like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then she basically says something along the lines, you know, Ruth would have been so happy to know, like, yada, 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 basically alluding to the woman who <laughs> lived in the apartment before Miranda. And she goes and explains how Ruth, you know, never married. <laughs> and <laughs> and then she said, which I burst out laughing, laughing, she died in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> She died in there. <laughs> First off, this is like classic old woman thing to say. Just brutal, blunt honesty. And then Miranda's <laughs> face and hair in this scene is so good. 
<laughs> she died. <laughs> Wait, didn't she say something about the cat? They didn't find her till a week later. <laughs> yeah, like the cat had like eaten her face off or something weird. Oh my god. And I love just her like being like, oh, she was also a single woman. She died <laughs> there, you know. <laughs> well, poor Miranda is being assaulted this whole episode <laughs> of her singleness and her aloneness. Yeah. And no. Um yeah, like do you know you know remember the scene when she's sitting down and she's signing the forms? Yeah. And the guy is such a dick and he says, So your father is like paying the down payment. And she's like, Nope, just me. She's just so me. she's calm and cool as a cucumber, but yeah. like, with that pen you can see the fury as yeah. she checks the boxes. Yeah. Um I yeah, I that was a little bit outdated. I don't see anyone and maybe they do in real estate who would say that. But oh no, I don't think anyone would say that now. I, I, that but definitely was like a, an ancient, not an ancient yeah. scroll, because that's a text, like tech thing. But um, yeah, that felt dated no, to me. It felt dated. I mean, I, I feel like if he was older, like an old man, maybe it would have made sense. Now, like if an old man said that, but like, yeah, I did. I mean, maybe for its time, I guess it was still the late nineties, right? Like, yeah, and it did seem like some sort of like assumption about why a sing or how a single woman could be able to like put down a down payment on an apartment and move in and be alone and like they have no foreseeable like I don't know. Yeah. It's for a couple I mean to in this day and age, especially in New York City, I don't know a lot of like single friends who are buying their own apartments. I, I mean, I know right. couples who are buying apart, but actually I don't even know a lot of couples who are buying apartments. Yeah. They're probably moved out of the city. Um there's one like mutual kind of a friend of a friend who, you know, makes a lot of money, bought a house in the yeah. Hamptons and she does it on her oh, own. Cool. Um, my friend Lundy bought her own um, house, uh, kind of like a house or part of a house in Detroit. And yeah. I think it's so awesome when, yeah. when I hear about women our age buying their yeah. own property without a man. Um, yeah. In New York, it's really hard though. <laughs> really <laughs> like, hard. Oh, oh my God. God. Everything's expensive. And Miranda's apartment looked amazing. It looks amazing, and I love that the real estate agent was being like, "I have a son who owns his own business, who I can set you up with." And she's like, "Just no, I'm good, just yeah. me, just just me, just me." But then she's like, "I'll take it." And the land, the real estate lady's like, "Yes, <laughs> commission." <laughs> oh my god, Dakota so and I, I have- are. Mm-hmm. Probably Dakota and I are probably moving in June because it's like it, it is a renter's you, market right you know, now. Did you find out where you're going yet? No, no idea. No, no, yet. no. no okay, idea okay, yet. Okay. But like rents right now in New oh York City are so cheap that what we're paying is too much right now for the yeah, 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 this yeah. area. Um, totally. But that gave me a little like street easy Zillow excitement. Her seeing oh. that apartment on a personal note. Um, on a personal note. Okay. Can, what else? What else do we have for this episode? <laughs> Okay, so I have four Samantha Zingers. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. And I kind of want to bing, bang, boom them out because give, they give it to me. Laugh. I have one. I have one too, and I bet it's one of yours. And okay, so they're all okay. So the four that I have are all actually so different from one another, and that's why I thought it was a good episode because they were just like so punchy in completely different ways. The first one was amazing. Was like what? So, <laughs> so Samantha like goes over to Carrie's house and she's wearing like Javier's like, um, which is the fashion designer's outfit, and but it's like baby blue. It's kind of like a sunny thing, and <clears throat> Carrie's like, "You're wearing that." 
And she's saying, like, of course, it would be crazy not to, which I think she has a point. Like, she's kind of paying homage to him. But um, then they're talking, and then there's a knock on the door. <laughs> and they open it up, and it's Charlotte. And the first thing Samantha says is, is everyone in this town invited to this? <laughs> hey, sorry I'm late. Is everyone in town invited to this? Well, Carrie invited me. You got invited with well, a guest? We're supposed to see the Magritte show together. That dress yes. is really inappropriate. No. <laughs> and I just love how embarrassed she is that Charlotte is also invited. <laughs> just so everyone is <laughs> Okay, wait. On the same lines of that exact scene, Charlotte's response is amazing. And she's like, that dress is really inappropriate. <laughs> Yeah. I love it because Charlotte Miss Wasp wearing the black dress just looks at the dress is really inappropriate. <laughs> Dude, Charlotte is actually one of my favorite characters because she yeah. like will call people out. She calls Carrie out in this episode that I want to get to, but get to yeah. your other zingers. Okay, so my I love that one. So my second zinger has to do with <laughs> has to do with Miranda like talking about you know what the real estate guy said to her the when she was signing the papers like the bank or whatever yeah and is saying like oh like your dad's gonna do the down payment yada 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 and there was constantly all these single woman boxes she had to check and you know miranda says you know if i were a man they would if i was a single man no one would ever ask me those things and samantha goes if you were a single man i'd date you <laughs> <laughs> It was so weird. No, it was so fucking random. But Samantha (laughs) will like come with those where she's like, I'd fuck (laughs) you. I'd do you. Oh, man. Is everyone ready for singer number three? (laughs) Okay, my next. Wait, share it. Two parter. Okay, two parter. Share it. I think I'm going to guess that you have my number four because yes. my number three is when Samantha, you know, she's made her PR faux pas by like, you know, making out with a married man and the woman who is whatever her name is. She has a lot of connections in New York City and she basically blast blacklists Samantha from restaurants and yada, yada, yada. And Samantha's trying to like raise money for this foundation. And so then she goes to this other like wealthy benefactress woman's house <laughs> sally and chipman or something chippy sally, chipman chippy, i don't know chippy, whatever <laughs> and you know <laughs> samantha's like <laughs> basically asking for money and she's the lady saying like you know that that other lady's my friend like i know about you and she's slut shaming she basically calls samantha a whore like i think she literally says you're a whore (laughs) (laughs) she's bold which is bold (laughs) and samantha goes i may have slept with every man in new york and some in brooklyn That was an amazing scene. It was such a great scene. And, and I'm in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh my oh, god, man. I love it. And then that and whole, then my last yeah. one, I think should we try and say it at the same time? It's not going to be be it. You don't you are cuz you you we've already passed the scene in which she said it. Oh. So you, you, you share yours. Okay, so my last singer is 
<laughs> so the same woman is like, you like hit on my husband, like at this, you know, benefit you poor basically. And Samantha goes, which I love, but she felt so like justified in this moment. Yeah. She's like, I only grabbed your husband's flat preppy ass at that benefit because I was drunk. <laughs> I mean, obviously you were drunk. I know. Samantha does an amazing job of like standing up for herself with dignity, even when it's like she's so composed. And to, to, to like state some like absurd thing, like I grabbed your husband's flat ass because I grabbed the ass. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that Samantha, this was definitely a great Samantha episode. There was like a lot going on with her character. Look, what do you want me to say, Shippy? That I'm a whore? That I've slept with every man in New York and some in Brooklyn? All right. Maybe I have. Is that what it's going to take? Okay, I'm a big whore. The, Wait, so what was your singer so then? Mine was when the girls were at brunch. Miranda's talking about, you know, being an independent woman. And then Charlotte <laughs> goes on this kind of like tangent about like, that's why I rent. That's why I rent. Like, you know, if oh I were to, it. you know, get with a guy and he owned or uh, I owned and he rented, I would emasculate him. And then Samantha's like, <laughs> did someone order a Victorian straight up? <laughs> like, I thought it was just really... <laughs> Like cheesy and funny. Yeah, it's so good. Ordering a Victorian straight up. <laughs> I thought that was good. Samantha I, I love that love. Samantha and Charlotte have some very, very good interactions in this show. Um yeah. particularly in this episode. Um yeah, I thought it was so great. So do we, we should, also, what? Yeah. Well, I have a good uh, Charlotte Zinger, which like kind of rarely happens, but like basically Miranda's giving Charlotte a hard time for like dating this guy because Miranda says he has projects written all over him, like fixer upper type of thing. And, and Carrie's saying, like, I think it's just a rebound. And Charlotte's like, it's not a rebound when the other person's dead. <laughs> 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 Which is like kind of true. She's not wrong. That Charlotte also had a great line in this episode where um Carrie, they're in the they're in the cab somewhere, I don't know, post-funeral or two funeral. And um Carrie talks about like maybe getting back together with Big, and Carrie's like, um, oh, we'll break up. And Carrie Charlotte calls Carrie out and she's like you broke up with him, which finally yes. someone is calling Carrie out. Like, Carrie, why are you, like, being so insane? You broke up with him. So I love that's, that Charlotte that's my Carrie Tracker. That's my Carrie Tracker. Is that yours? Yeah, that's exactly it. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. Yeah, because basically they're in the cab and they're talking about D4Cs. And, like, I don't know if it was Samantha or someone says there are, like, good things about a divorce, like, dating a divorcee, which I also agree with. And, you know, Carrie mutters something, well, big, and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, but we're not talking about big right now, but okay, lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, big was divorced. And, and I love that Charlotte was like, you broke up with him. It's so true. Yeah. We needed to hear it, Carrie. And, then, and but Carrie's face is funny. She's like, eh. And no, actually, Gilly, my Carrie tracker was not that. 
My oh, carry well, tracker was oh, that in a limo, she lit up a cigarette and didn't put the window down. <gasps> that is my carry tracker. Bad. I well, my I- carry tracker is her smoking at the funeral. Oh, God. I didn't even think about that one. That is so true. Yeah, I the the smoking in a car. Maybe that was like a late nineties thing. I don't know why they did that, but I that is the most carry tracker thing to light up in a car. Yeah, but I did like when she retorted, "Javier would have wanted it that way," <laughs> <laughs> which is a great a great line. <laughs> Speaking of the Javier plot line, something I did appreciate, and I don't necessarily like how they portrayed it but like being in new york city you hear spanish being spoken all the time at least at least where i live like spanish is like the second language of new york city well i mean there's tons of languages but i hear spanish so much i love with when episodes of sex and city address like multicultural there's other types of people and cultures and languages here so hearing there was a bunch of spanish being spoken in the episode and i actually liked that the only thing is the how people who speak spanish are portrayed are very othered in this i think and the show does that because it's a very like whitewashed show and they make people who speak spanish kind of like stereotypical this like yeah, Rican. I, I, it's it's hard yeah. to describe, um, but I did like hearing Spanish because I think in New York City, that's what New York City is all about. It's like different languages, and you hear it all the time. Totally. Yeah, that was that was refreshing to like <laughs> step out of the <laughs> usual SATC white lady um, stuff. What I I actually just realized, Sarah, that I have that I actually didn't even list my main carry tracker for the episode. There. Oh my God. <laughs> I have a third. Um, <laughs> so, so Miranda, you know, for her, there's this theme of dying alone, which I actually do want to get into. Um, and she's because she's choking and she choked on something. And, you know, right prior to that, she was being reminded that she was a single woman over and over and that she died in there, you know, <laughs> this other lady died in there. And so she like, manages to almost like Heimlich herself and like the thingy comes out of her mouth. And then it has the narration of Carrie and Carrie's narrating and says, after Miranda was done saving her own life, she called someone who could commiserate. Unfortunately, I was deep into screening mode. <laughs> like are you screening her phone calls? <laughs> Wait, that was so that whole scene was so infuriating with Carrie. She's sitting there, she's like, I I I big call twice, I didn't answer. And then Miranda like finally calls, and then she picks up, and then Miranda's like so distraught, like was choking, was so upset. Carrie's like, Do you want me to come over? And I was like, just do it. Just come over. Just don't, don't even like, ask. I know. Unfortunately, oh, I was deep into the screening mode, which is also another ancient scroll because, you know, Miranda's saying, like, I'm going to die alone. And and Carrie's like, no, you're not. Like, you can trust me. And <laughs> she's like, you screen. You screen. Miranda's like, I can't. You screen. <laughs> So I was like, what are you saying? Right I know. Now? What is that? So I guess, wait, screening is that because you don't have caller ID, you don't know who's calling. So you wait until the message picks it up and then you'd pick it up? I think so. Is that what it is? I actually, I don't even know. That's- I think screening also is just maybe looking at caller ID and just like not picking up if you don't want to. Oh. 
which <laughs> we do on a daily basis at this point. <laughs> Spam risk. Okay. We're all dying alone, everyone. <laughs> I know. Okay, so what were you going to bring up about um, Miranda dying alone, hmm. singleness? I'm curious. Well, because there was this interesting – I thought there was an interesting theme with – aside from, like, Samantha's thingy, an interesting theme with, like, gender – um, or gender roles and like life and death or resuscitation, if you will, because, you know, it's really like emphasized that Miranda's, you know, this single woman, she's doing what might be looked as more of a, ma- like have a masculine type of trait to it, which is she's buying her own apartment. She's putting the thing down. She's signing the papers herself. Single woman, single woman, single woman. And, you know, and then she's kind of like, kind of like washes over her is that feeling of like potentially dying alone. And I was thinking, my question is, do you think that because, do you think that the thought, sorry, do you think the thought of dying alone is more prevalent or more scary for women than for men? And the reason why I ask that is because, you know, for so many years, women's like, sense of security was so so dependent on a man and like this idea of protection whether it was financial protection or physical or whatever and so i wonder if the feeling of dying alone is much more like palpable and like that's scary that's an interesting question and i think regardless of gender fear of dying alone probably morphs as you get older and death Mm -hmm. becomes maybe more of a reality, right? Like, like I could, death is always near. I could die tomorrow. Mm -hmm. The older I get, Mm -hmm. the more likely it is that I'm going to die. So my -hmm. relationship to death, I think changes Mm -hmm. throughout life. And so I think Mm -hmm. there are probably women who are in their eighties or nineties who have lost Mm -hmm. their husband and that fear of dying Mm -hmm. alone maybe changes into something else. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're in your thirty and death feels so far away and feels Mm -hmm. like the, you know, like, looking at time in a linear fashion, it's at the yes. end of your your time, something to be afraid of. And so, but I, I really don't know the difference between men and women. I, I think men are actually more afraid of being lonely. And I yeah, don't think, I, I think agree. women are much better at being on their own. And this is from conversations I've had with women, with mothers, with grandmothers. Women to me, seem always more self-sufficient and and able to be by themselves. Whereas I don't know if men are. And I think men are kind of painted as if they're better at it. But most of the men I know really want companionship and don't want to be alone. I don't know. That's kind of my my thought on it. No, I agree. And I I think that, I mean, I don't know. Just speaking in like, of course, sweeping generalizations here. but Of course. (laughs) <laughs> that's you know. all we do <laughs> that's all we do um is i don't i don't know i'm just think that like maybe you know women for so long whether it's like nature or nurture or both like women have been like kind of like caretaker figures or like nurturing figures so they've i feel like in many ways women have like kind of are more used to caring for someone else and putting themselves second, whether it's like children or mm-hmm. even um, elderly family members or elderly parents. 
And so I wonder if like that feeling of dying alone might, I mean, I'm kind of contradicting what I'm saying, but might That's okay. be viewed at, as differently because they already kind of are like being kind of like selfless. I don't know if that makes sense at no, all. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I think any discussion about like death loneliness is an ever evolving topic. And so you, yeah. you're, you're, there's never going to be a right answer. So within conversations, you'll find your way, you'll find new points of like perspective. Um, totally. I don't know. I, I just reminds me something about my, that my, my mom said about it and that, you know, I, I really do think my mom would be because my mom is extremely self-sufficient, really independent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys heard her on the podcast. She's mm-hmm. an amazing, like, I just, God, I love that woman. Mm-hmm. But she, mm-hmm. I think, would be oh, more okay being alone. Mm-hmm. And whereas I think my dad would be so profoundly lonely. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe it's a personality thing. Maybe it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with gender because we know men who yeah. are great on their own. Um yeah. I, I actually, I'd be so interested to hear about like statistics about yeah. in heterosexual couples when the woman dies before the man, like, haven't you heard those things where like the man quickly either remarries or the yes. man like dies? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. I, I need to look this up because like, I think that's with Johnny Cash and June cat or June Carter, June Cash. Where, like, I think she died first and then he died, like, immediately after. Like, immediately after. And my God, we've, we've all seen The Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> we've all seen is it. We like, know what. Is that a Michael Scott joke? Or you mean walk the line? No, I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just talking about a man, a woman oh, dying. Oh, just in general. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, in the, in the Notebook, did they die at the same time? First off. Spoiler yeah. alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. I they die. They did. I um, think they did. God, kind of. what, what a movie. I think she went first. What a movie. Then he went. Yeah. What a movie. That's It's a tear jerker. I don't care what you think. It's I don't care what fucking film class you took in college. If you don't I love horror movies. The, yeah. And the notebook is the- a tear jerker. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> If you don't cry at the notebook, you have problems because that scene was like, oh, who, who are you? Get out of my room. He's like, come on, Mary. Come. I don't know her name. I know. I stop. I stop every time. Every time. Um, okay, All right. fashion. Okay, fashion. And then we do need to talk about carrying big. I do not care to, to be honest. I'm going to give a couple of thoughts. <laughs> okay, okay. Go for it. Go for it. I, the more I watch this show, the yeah. more I like big and I dislike Carrie and I never thought that the Actually, more so right. yeah. I feel bad for big and I feel like he's kind yes. of he's toyed a lot with and so yeah. the the first and two seasons kind of explain his behavior later on because Carrie has like really been complicated she's an emotional roller coaster she's an emotional terrorist I think we should say <laughs> and um so I'm intrigued where this is going I kind of I feel I remember the next episode and this episode leaves us off with, you know, Carrie and big they're bowling. And she's like, I don't know if we're playing a game anymore. Do you want to go another round? You know, it's like fucking punny and whatever. And, and he's into it. Cause I think he really is interested in her and she's the one who's insecure and pushes him away because she has, she self loathes. I think totally she's a lot of self also very immature. Like ladies, I'm going to put out some advice. Out. Say it. My advice, ladies. Okay, this probably sounds really jaded. I'm just throwing it out there. 
if you run and be dramatic and like get up and leave, do not expect him to chase after you. Yes. I think that this Carrie character, like, it's obviously a show. It's obviously supposed to be dramatic. Big, like, runs after her usually, I feel like, most of the time. Or, like, you know, yeah. because she was, like, screening his calls and then he showed up at the door. Like, that doesn't – I'm sorry, but that doesn't happen. In fact, if you say – if you tell a guy, leave me alone, they will leave you alone. <laughs> you Men I mean? are literal. Literal. Uh, linear thinking. Something, something my mom told me that really stuck with me, and for the longest time, I had the hardest time with understanding this, is that what men say – they mean what you say they take at face value. Exactly. They're not listening to what you're saying and then thinking there's some hidden message that you're trying to say. Cause like with women, we'll do that. Like you, a friend might say something and you hidden go, oh, I think there's another message implied within this. No, men are not that complicated. And when they say, I like you, they're yeah. not trying to like, you know, play a game with you. If they're not interested, you will know they're not interested. I do think yeah. there are men that kind of play games, but men are very literal. Thing. If you say, yeah. don't follow they me. want something, they'll go yes. for it. Um, I think most women need to hear that, particularly younger women, that there are yeah. no hidden messages. <laughs> there aren't. And I think I wasted so many time. And this is like that whole the totally, plot line totally, that comes totally. with Miranda where he's like, he's just not that into you. Remember Bertha yeah. says that? And she's like, it changed my life. It was so yeah. good. Um, okay. You. Yeah. Fashion. Oh my God. She's fashion roadkill. I'm going to give a call mm -hmm. out to Carrie's hair in this episode. You know, I Great. love the big, Great. beautiful blonde curls. And Great. I loved Two things that Carrie wore. I loved the dress that she wore out with Big to dinner with the no yeah. bra. I mean, she loved rocks. It. For bigger boobs, she rocks the no loved bra. It. And I loved her denim at the end of the episode. Yes. I, oh, me too. I love where she was just wearing that like muscle tank. and like, Muscle tank and denim. Mwah. And so, they were at so Lucky Strike Bowling. That, was, that looked like a modern outfit. I mean, that looked like something someone would wear today. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I aspire, so like, folks, <laughs> Miranda speaking, <laughs> I dyed my hair blonde this week-ish. It's kind of like a dishwatery blonde. It, look, it like looks I've, hot. Thank you. Thank it you, does. Sarah. I've always wanted to go blonde, and now, like, watching this episode, I'm, like, aspiring to get a little bit more blonde because it look when your hair's wavy and, <sighs> and that blondish color, it looks so much more wavy. Like, I don't know. And so the I'm like, the, the, the way the light hits, her hair was phenomenal in this episode. Oh, I loved it. I mean, Carrie has great hair. And she also is someone when it's straight. I liked it straight, too. Oh, I love it straight. Sarah Jessica well. Parker has great hair. I think for yeah. you, with blonde, you've got to go slow. Take your time. <laughs> Each time, you're going to get a little bit blonder. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that they didn't do it too much right away because yeah. they can fuck up your hair. Totally, um, totally. As a former blondie, I used to be really blonde in college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Now I'm back to my natural, but like I, I always, I always feel so much better when I'm a little bit blonde. I'll never yeah, get rid I of don't that. Know what I don't it know. Is. Um, all right, what are we rating this episode? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Um, want to say it at the same time? One, two, three, three, three point. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was going to say 3.0, 3.253. This is a solid three. It's a three. It's, it's a, a solid three. Um, I'm curious what you guys, the our wonderful listeners, rate this episode. Um, we are not active on Instagram, nor <laughs> – yeah, will will but... will we probably ever be? Because that's I'm not I'm, I'm not really that great at it. Um, if anyone wants to do pro bono, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I should ask my little sister. Okay. Okay. I wonder because she might get the. She's not Gen Z. Is she a she's millennial? Not. Fuck, she's, she's post millennial. God, she's a millennial. Are we millennials? We're millennials. She's post millennial. She's post millennial. Awkward stage between millennials. Uh, I know, 1995 babies. Um, all right. Well, guys, this was a solid three. I am very excited. For, I always say this. I'm like, I'm very excited for next week's episode. But um, I'm pretty sure is if it's either next episode or the one after we are introduced to Steve. It's coming um, up. Next week's episode is episode six. It's called The Cheating Curve. And I'm not really sh- familiar with that title, to be honest. This is the one where um, Charlotte hangs out with an elite lesbian crowd. Yes, that's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's it. a great one. Um, yeah, so guys, thank you for listening. Um, yeah. We'll see you next week, Pose <laughs> Horse. Bye, blondies. Bye, blondies. <laughs> Good job.